everyone. I'm Sarah Schmidt with my new podcast, What's So Amazing About Grace? Not too long ago, I felt called to spread a message, a very important message about grace. But what is grace and how do you get it? The first episode is the very brief background overview of why this podcast came to life in the first place. So if you're wondering what is so amazing about grace, then just keep listening to part two. First, I wanted to say thank you guys so much. Um, I am I am completely overwhelmed um, by the response that I have received from this podcast. So I looked and <laughs> within the first two hours of launching the podcast, there were over 100 downloads. Y'all, I really thought that only two people were going to listen to this. I really honestly thought that it was going to be my mom and maybe my husband. Like maybe the cat. I don't know. But over a hundred people in the first two hours. And I thought, okay, that's insane, but that'll, that'll kind of trickle off. Um, but that night, so that was the night before I was going in for my C-section. So of course I'm not sleeping. Um, and so I checked again at 2 AM and over 250 downloads had been recorded on there. And I, I just checked 443 downloads since I first launched. That is so crazy to me. I am so overwhelmed. I'm so grateful. And I, I don't even know what to think. Um, and so I, I'm just going to keep rolling with this because I felt called to do something. I did it. And the response has just been amazing. Um, I wrote the first episode probably two and a half years ago as a way to get something done on paper um, that would, you know, kind of maybe help me process everything to help it make sense. But I'm starting to see now how sharing what I wrote and spreading this message can be so powerful. 443 downloads. I really can't even wrap my head around it. I am so grateful, so appreciative. Thank you so much for listening. Um, My goal is to drop episodes weekly on Mondays. I had a C-section this past week. Well, on on October 4th, so the, the week before. And there are always some risks with C-sections, and unfortunately, some of those risks came into play with mine. Um, So if you are someone who prays, I am asking for a lot of prayers that we can figure out what is exactly going on um, and so that I can begin to heal. Um, With that being said, when the other side does see you listening to something you're being called to do, obstacles start appearing, and I guess some of those obstacles include those few minor complications. But it was enough to set me back, keep me unmotivated, to be completely honest. But as I review all of those amazing comments and stories and just the response, it was just so overwhelming. I found myself needing to continue. So I wanted to start this week's episode off by continuing the story from last week. Um, We'll just call it the aftermath because I feel as though it's it's important to understand why this calling is so strong and why I feel so passionately about it. So uh, once dad was gone, there was zero time to process my grief. I know what you're thinking. Zero time? Come on, Sarah. That's right. Zero time. Why? Because I didn't want to. I had known that my dad's time was coming, but I still didn't want to believe that it had come. And so I just chose to ignore it. I spent the next several weeks in a daze, and I was unsure of really what was happening around me. I was nine months pregnant, and I had just lost my dad, so the only question going through my head at the time was, what in the world was I going to do? 
I spoke at his funeral. We did all of the things and still couldn't wrap my head around it. Less than four weeks later, I went in to have my little guy. Um, this turn of events going in to have my little guy was bittersweet. I was super excited. I don't want anyone to think that I was not excited, that I was not so grateful, but it was bittersweet because as overjoyed as I was at the thought of my little guy making his big entrance into the world, I was still grieving, but not grieving the big exit out of the world that my dad had just taken. So uh, I guess the word that I can use to describe those weeks is disbelief. But once Hudson arrived, everything changed. I became motivated to be the best mom, wife, daughter, caretaker that anyone had ever seen. And even though I doubted my own abilities and I kept telling myself I would fail, I tried anyway. Those inner monologues, guys, those can be dangerous. We all have them. I still have them. It's that little voice of, of doubt that just kind of hangs out in the back of your head. Mine came to the front. So how did I deal with everything? Well, I didn't. Um, I isolated myself. Okay, so isolation is the number one thing that you don't want to do when you are grieving, not grieving. And I did that. I pushed everyone to at least an arm's length away because if they weren't close, I wouldn't have to talk. And if I didn't have to talk, I wouldn't have to face what I was burying. I stopped texting and calling people. I stopped going places with other people as often as I could get away with it. Uh, my husband did make me go out a few times because he said, you know, you need to go see your friends. And as much as I wanted to see my friends, as much as I wanted to have some sense of normalcy, it just wasn't there and I couldn't make it come back. And so it was really difficult for me to just kind of do the things that I had done before my whole world was turned upside down. It was a lot easier letting the other side win. I have a really great circle of friends. We're all really, really different. We all bring something different to the table, but that's what makes a really great group of friends. We do all have something in common. We all love Jesus. We go to different churches. We worship differently. We do life differently, but it all comes back to our love for Jesus that really brings us together. But I decided that I was going to block that out for a while. A while. Guys, I was still going through the motions but without any of the passion, without any of the drive, without any kind of personal connection to my own savior. Don't get me wrong. I still believed and I still trusted him, but man, I was angry. I was hurt. I was upset. I was confused and I felt really disconnected. I felt disconnected with everyone, with everything, and I did not know how to get it back. It was just easier to let it all slip away because when you don't have to deal with something, it's not a big deal. I became more anxious and I became depressed. We had to play with medications to get me to function at times, but I wasn't talking about this with anyone. I still really haven't talked about it with anyone uh, except now because I needed to do that. And I didn't, but keeping all of those feelings and emotions bottled up, that was changing me into someone I didn't recognize. 
And that someone I didn't recognize, I didn't really care for. Looking back, I didn't really care for. But at the time, I was so caught up in everything that was going on or not going on. And I had a hard time finding joy in anything. Now, I can fake it with the best of them, though, because no one really knew what was going on. I didn't really let on. I just slapped a big smile on my face and I kept moving forward because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. And I wasn't about to let on that I was so unbelievably unhappy with where my life was that I didn't know what to do. This was affecting not only my social life. I know that I was, I've kind of talked about that, but it was also affecting my marriage, my family, my job. Nothing was going right in my mind, at least. I know that when we start thinking about all of those things in your head, you spin this story, like everything is wrong. You're not doing anything right. That's how it seemed to me. I don't know what sparked the change. I don't know if there was an actual spark, but earlier this year, I was sitting in church on a Sunday morning like I always did, going through the motions, taking my notes, listening to the sermon. But an idea came over me. And sometimes when ideas come over you, they hit you differently. This one was like a really warm, cozy blanket. God speaks to all of us differently. Now, sometimes he does have to hit me over the head with what he's trying to tell me. I don't know if anybody can relate. Other times he can whisper and I'll listen. That's not very often. I will tell you that hitting me over the head, that's what he normally has to do. This time though, it was just this warm and inviting feeling and I desperately wanted it. I wanted it so bad because it felt so good, but it took a long time to follow through. Like I said, I started the first episode of this podcast over two years ago, but once you start listening to God, guys, amazing things can happen. So this idea, this warm blanket, was that I needed to tell my story. I even wrote this down in some of my sermon notes. Start podcast. Start podcast. And this is numerous Sundays. I can go back in my journal and I can see where I wrote, you need to tell your story. Because I felt like I needed to share with others exactly what and how and why. All of it. I felt that need so strongly. It was impossible to ignore. But trust me, I tried. I really did try to ignore it. And that inner monologue started up again. But God, people will judge me. They're going to tear apart what I'm saying. They're going to think it's stupid. People aren't going to listen to me. No one wants to hear anything from me. I'm not anyone people should listen to. I'm not anyone people will listen to. Why my story? It's insignificant. There are other stories that are so much better for sharing than mine. Mine isn't worth it. You guys ever had those thoughts? Because they can consume you. And those thoughts consumed me for a long time. I struggle with insecurity. I struggle with thinking that I am enough. And no matter how many times I read all of these really great motivational quotes that talk about how you are enough, I somehow don't think that that applies to me. And it's something that I recognize and it's something that I'm working on, but it's something that is really difficult and it's something that I really, really struggle with. Those thoughts, they take over from time to time, but I'm realizing lately that those thoughts are 
from somewhere that doesn't want this message shared. It's from a place that wants to squash out the light, no matter where it's coming from. A place that only wants doubt and negativity to live and thrive. So while writing and speaking about my experiences is not the easiest thing, I know that those feelings of doubt come from that dark place. And I have this drive to be part of the light. We all have the light of Jesus. We just have to let it shine. So part of letting this light shine is reflecting on what has happened and using that for good. So when my dad passed, I was devastated. I still am. Um, I still don't understand any of it. I don't understand why. I don't understand why him. I feel like in my mind, and, and again, this is the earthly human being speaking, the sinner. He had so much more to give. He had so much more life left in him. But that's coming from me. God had a different plan. And I have to trust that plan. I don't understand it, but I'm really determined to try to take that dark time and use it for something good because I feel like that's that's how we can make sense of things that are going on, but also that's how we can be obedient. So my daughter was born on October 4th of this year, 2022. When we found out I was pregnant again, uh, the estimated due date was October 11th. However, because of some issues from my first pregnancy, I opted to have a C-section again because the doctor could go in and put Humpty Dumpty back together again while she was already in there. So they move your due date when you're having a C-section because they don't want you to go into labor. And they move it up a week or back a week. Back a week? Up a week? I don't know. But that moved my due date to October 4th. October 4th wasn't exactly a day that was tied to happy thoughts. And when they told me that my due date was going to be October 4th, I became very conflicted. Why? You might be asking, why? Why is this such a bad day? Well, on October 4th of 2020, one of our runners was involved in an accident and tragically passed away. There's a lot more to that story that we'll talk about later. But my husband and I talked about it, we prayed about it, and we ultimately decided that if October 4th was supposed to be her due date, there was a reason for it. You see, when God intertwines people's stories, he doesn't always intertwine them in ways that we understand. My dad wanted the message of grace to be spread. The runner who passed away on October 4th, her name was Grace. And Grace was exactly what I needed to give myself in order to start healing. And so, sticking with the theme of grace, we decided early on that our daughter's middle name would be Grace. We are raising her to love Jesus, just like her brother already does. When we pray at night, little Hudson, oh, he's so cute. You guys, I wish you could hear one of his little prayers. He always thanks Jesus for, for the farmers and the barns and the piggies and the tractors and lately, it's, it's thanking him for all things construction. But then he goes through everybody that he loves. He names off everybody in his little world that he loves and cares about and thanks God for them. And then he tells Jesus that he loves him. And then we say, Amen. It, it is, I just, it, it, I cry 
every time, just a little bit. We're raising his sister to be another light on this earth, just like he is, to spread this message of grace and love. We're raising her to be a humbly devoted child of God. So it only seemed fitting that her middle name reflect exactly what we had heard so loud and clear, because we both heard it. Grace wins. Grace wins every single time because that's what our God wants for us. Grace wins so that we can continue spreading this good news that Jesus came to give. And grace wins because Jesus gave it all so that we don't have to. When I think of her middle name, I see my dad. I feel my dad. I see his face. I hear his laugh. And it it really actually wasn't a laugh. It was more like a, (laughs) but I, I hear it. And I feel close to him again. And I feel that even though his work here on earth was done, the work he started was only a continuation of those before him. So now it's my job to continue the work that he was doing. Our daughter bears this this name that kind of comes with a heaviness. It's filled with joy, but it can also be filled with sorrow. Her middle name isn't just a name. It's a message. It's a message that's worth spreading. So, What is grace? I was looking up some definitions of grace and some of the things that I found I thought were very interesting. Grace is the love of God shown to the unlovely. Grace is the peace of God given to the restless. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. Grace is the opposite of karma, which is all about getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. And that was a quote that came from an article um, that I have put in the show notes. Um, And I have linked it in the show notes so that if you want to read the article, it was a really great article. Um, But I read that and I just thought that it was so powerful. I wanted to include it. Because we all fall short of the glory of God. But by his grace, we are saved. Without grace, we are nothing. We have nothing. We are slaves to our sin. With grace... We are given exactly what we don't deserve. I heard something recently on the message on Sirius XM. I was driving, so I didn't write down the exact quote. You're welcome. (laughs) But the idea was that grace is the promise that everything wrong in this messy world will be made right when we meet our King. The hope that all of the hurt we feel will all fall away at the feet of Jesus. The understanding that if we only trust in the plans that God has for us, no matter what goes wrong in this life, we are guaranteed something infinitely better in our eternal life. This idea, this grace that is so freely given, is the reason we can keep pressing forward. Because no matter how messy or intolerable things get, the things of this world are only temporary. And that, well, that is something I can live with. Each week, I will be exploring different aspects of grace. I will be using my own life experiences and, hopefully, the experiences of others to explore the concept of grace. I would love feedback about what you all think so far, and I would also love ideas as to what you might want me to talk about next. We all have our own journeys, but we can help each other through them by sharing our own stories. So if you would like to share your own story, please reach out. My hope is that this podcast becomes a place of healing not only for me, but for others as well. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all next week.